I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Get deeper insights on the news from inside sources. Well, it's President's Day weekend. Always a good time to look back at the presidents. Of course, the first president, George Washington, is where this holiday really began. Uh, Abraham Lincoln got thrown in as well. And now it's just sort of for everybody. It's a catch-all. And I will admit that uh, American presidents, uh, they do cover a wide range of styles, approaches, beliefs, policy positions. And I don't think one of them has been perfect. But I will also say that each president has produced some lessons that are worthy of study and consideration. And I think it's worth all of our time to spend some time actually doing that on the President's Day weekend. So I hope you'll take some time to do that. I want to focus first today uh, on George Washington, since he really is where this all began. Uh, it uh, designa- was designated in his honor, uh, may have been uh, presented with the most opportunities to consolidate power to himself in the fledgling nation. Uh, He refused that over and over again. Uh, Even today, uh, of course, uh, Washington sharing his birthday as President's Day with all the other presidents in American history, I think it's just one more manifestation of Washington's real superpower, his humility and his wisdom. So among the many writings of Washington that we could look to, I actually think his farewell address hold some of the most insight for today's environment, the things that we're dealing with. So check this out. Uh, Washington wrote in his farewell address, the period for a new election of a citizen to administer the executive government of the United States being not far distant and the time actually arrived when your thoughts must be employed designating the person who is to be clothed with that important trust it appears to me proper to decline being considered among the number of those of whom a choice is to be made. So that's his official, I'm not running for re-election moment. Uh, In simple terms, uh, the chief executive of the country must be trusted. And Washington understood that. Uh, Trust in the institutions of government these days uh, is around 12%. Trust in the media, businesses, uh, in neighbors is also being eroded. And it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some leadership and some action for trust to be restored. So how do we do that? Let's go back to George Washington. Again, this is his farewell address. He says, not unconscious in the outset of the inferiority of my qualifications, experience in my own eyes, perhaps still more in the eyes of others, has strengthened the motives to diffidence of myself, satisfied that if any circumstances have given peculiar value to my services, they were temporary. I have the consolation to believe that while choice and prudence invite me to quit the political scene, patriotism does not forbid it. Washington was authentically humbled and recognized that he too was fallible, and most important, he was replaceable. 
So Washington called for wisdom and virtue in the administration and in each department of government. So check this out in a farewell address. That your union and brotherly affection may be perpetual. That the free constitution, which is the work of your hands, may be sacredly maintained. That its administration in every department may be stamped with wisdom and virtue. That in fine, the happiness of the people of these states, under the auspices of liberty, may be made complete. Now, I love that. The fact that he's saying, hey, one, we got to be united if we're going to maintain this free constitution that we've all come together to put forward. He said we had to sacredly maintain it and that it's the administration in every department of government that it should be their work, their efforts on behalf of the American people should be stamped with wisdom and virtue and that the happiness of the people of the United States under liberty is the object, is the focus. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's important. I think that's important today as it was when he uttered it at his farewell address, which was mostly written. Uh, His plea for patriotism, uh, palpable, applies today that you should properly estimate the immense value of your national union. Can we just stop there? Do we properly estimate the immense value of our national union today? He continues, to your collective and individual happiness, that you should cherish a cordial, habitual, and immovable attachment to it. That's your freedom. Accustoming yourselves to think and speak of it as the palladium of your political safety and prosperity. Unity, safety, prosperity, all of those things have to be guarded and preserved. And nothing... Nothing can get between us, we the people, and that. Because if we become so divided, that's where liberty gets in trouble. And then finally from Washington, he concluded in that farewell address, citizens by birth or choice of a common country, that country has a right to concentrate your affections. I think that's also significant in how we see each other today, that we are citizens by birth or by choice in this country, and that should focus all of us. Uh, Washington concluded, the name of American which belongs to you in your national capacity 
must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than anything else. You have in a common cause fought and triumphed together. So think about that. Those are some pretty strong words from Washington. I don't think we read those nearly enough, especially on a President's Day weekend, that we have these things in common. When we come together like that, bound by those founding principles, inspired by the hopes and dreams of individuals from all walks of life, uh, that fuels the kind of freedom that will unite the nation again. And we're always going to have tests. We're always going to have challenges. We're always going to have election years. Uh, Remember, Washington said this in what we would call an election year. He was announcing that he's not running. This was his, I'm not running for re-election campaign, that I'm done. But in all of that, I think he sparked the right principles, the right promises that I think still hold the answer to the challenges that we face in our day. So our duty as we celebrate Washington, Lincoln, and the best of presidents over the years is to just act on the principles that they helped to preserve. And preserving those principles should always be the focus of all of us, regardless of where we fit on the political spectrum, regardless of what we think in terms of what policies and role of government and how big, what size, what results, who's responsible for what. Uh, We have to get back to those core principles. And again, we haven't had a perfect president in this country, uh, just as we have never had a perfect person in this country over the course of our history. But we do have people who do extraordinary things every day. And it's usually outside of Washington. It's usually outside the halls of power. It's what happens in our homes and what happens in our neighborhoods and what happens in our communities. And you don't have to be president to do any of that. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.